0: The following program contains material that may be disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Corn on the Macab. Welcome to Corn on the Macab. I'm Katie Adkins. I'm Kayla Reed, and uh, we're gonna talk to you about something we're all afraid of online: it's ever is catfishing. Yep. It's a fairly recent fear. I don't know, actually. Um, I found some history of catfish that date backs really, dates back really far. <laughs> really? Yeah, to, to, like, biblical times. No fucking way. Yeah, but unfortunately the stories weren't actually interesting enough to, like, go into great details about, well, so. Right. You know, I didn't actually save it, but I do want you to know that catfishing in the sense that we know it today has been going on at least since the sixteen hundreds. Jesus. There's this For what purpose? And how? How could you do that without so I guess you can write letters? So catfishing existed in a different way previously, with like lonely hearts letters and lonely hearts clubs and stuff. Some people use it to lure victims. Kind of like the Craigslist killer. Yeah. Well, the Lonely Hearts killer was a thing for a while. Weirdly enough, Albert Fish being part of that, which I didn't know about. <laughs> so Is that he... where it came from? No, it's not where it came from. So what's really weird is I didn't realize Albert Fish was ever a catfish because none of his catfishing victims did he kill. Mm-hmm. He only killed children, mm. and he's famous for killing kids and eating them. We talked about him previously on another episode, like, briefly, because I couldn't believe you hadn't heard of him. Yeah. He's the one who sent the really creepy letter being, like, uh, to her the mom. She He, like, babysat a little girl and then, like, killed and ate her Ugh. and, like, stored her in the freezer. Yikes. And then um, wrote the mom a letter being, like, don't worry, I killed her, so you don't need to look for her anymore. But don't worry, I didn't rape her. She died a virgin. Oh, yeah. who's that guy. Yeah, I do kind of vaguely remember that. Jesus. Well, I found out that he also used to just, like, catfish people. He used to pretend to be someone else and, like, write, like, gross letters to women and stuff. And they would be, like, it would be, like, weird, like, pen pals. So it's basically, like, sliding in DMs now. Yeah, but, like, through the actual mail. <laughs> God, that's that's so much creepier, because you have to put in way more effort. There was one letter I was debating reading, because I was like, this is fucking... Like, it goes... It starts in one direction and ends in a whole other one. But if you want, I can read it. But it goes from my dearest, darling, sweetest grace to, like, I'm gonna eat that fat ass. Oh, gosh. <laughs> So, and apparently some women actually wanted to take him up on his offer and the letters have addresses so they went to his house and like he didn't kill any of the women which is why we don't hear about it cuz he's known for being a serial killer. Well, you know, I but he this, did ask them to spank him. Well, he, I realize that this may not be the appropriate time, but this does remind me of a meme where it was like This guy slid in my DMs and asked me to meet him out in the woods so that he could, like, lick my nipple. Fucking weirdo didn't even show up. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) I saw them! (laughs) Part of what had me think of this topic is I have brought up catfishing in multiple episodes. Oh. So far, I don't know if you remember, but I'm going to talk about pranks, how me and my friends catfish. that girl. Oh, yeah. But also, like, I didn't realize, um, there was another one, the revenge story where they, he catfished both the brother and the sister and exchanged photos amongst them. Right. And I'm like, why is catfishing such a, as a child, I'd catfished too, but in different weird ways. Like, I didn't do it for any, like, to get money from people. I didn't do it to get people to fall in love with me. I just did it just because I could. And it was weird. I would be like 12 and me and my friend would be sitting there and we'd be like, we're this British blonde girl who's 18 from whatever. Like, <laughs> So I'm not going to lie, I kind of started cracking up laughing when you said catfish today because literally this past weekend, Brendan and I were riding in the car and he's like, I have to show you this song. It's, like, a country song by Brad Paisley, and it was, like, oh, he plays games. He's, like, a gamer like me, and he's a big nerd. And it turns out that he, had, like, misinterpreted all the lyrics, and it's really just about him being a catfish on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> he was, like, online, I'm this, and I'm so cool. And Brendan thought it was, like, his online character <laughs> the game. And I was, like, That's oh, baby, so good. And he was, like, oh, fuck me on this, changes the whole thing. <laughs> But yeah, so we were literally talking about it Saturday, maybe Sunday, and then you texted me today and we're like, we're doing catfishing. I was like, this seems wildly appropriate. I'm going to let cheese out real quick. There we go. All right, and we're back. So there's one part that I had to talk to you about tonight, but I don't know if I want to save it till the end or just talk about it now because it's super relevant to me and my friends getting in chat rooms and catfishing people. Okay. Because, do you know Blood Ninja? No. (gasps) Okay. Blood Ninja was, like, the, was a huge internet troll when we were, like, 13, and I was, like, obsessed with him. I thought he or she, could have been a sheep, but they always posed as a dude, was hysterical. What they would do, they made multiple different usernames, one of which happened to be Blood Ninja, which is the first one that got noticed and popular. What they would do is they'd go into like cyber sex chat rooms and they would pick a girl or like start chatting with a girl and they'd get into it and then they'd just pull out some random weird shit and be like, oh yeah, baby, I'm really into this. And they'd be like, uh, what? (laughs) And I have some of those conversations saved if you want to read one because the most famous one is I put on my robe and wizard hat. Well, it's up to you. You're up first this week. I am. Thank you for remembering because I just I don't. Did. Yeah. It's because I picked the topic. It's yeah. such a good way to remember this now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoever mm-hmm. picks the topic goes first. There it is. Okay, well I'll go first then. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go into Blood Ninja later as a little treat. Alright. Because it's so like a little bonus. Just a little bonus. So I found a couple stories. Yeah, because there are but many. But there is no story as grand. And wonderful as oh, that no. of marine sniper and tall hot blonde. Tall hot blonde. Yes, they uh, couldn't. The tall hot blonde was taken, so they put one. So they L. put tall. So oh, they put And I'm assuming their persona was a tall, hot blonde. Y- yes. Just sit. Oh. Just good wait. Lord. Just wait. I'm buckled in. I'm ready to go. Okay. I got a fresh glass. Hit me. Okay, so um, I got all of my um research from the news and news articles. Oh, it's well, that's all there. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, ABC. <laughs> <laughs> ABC family coming at you. ABC, NBC, like all of it. Okay. So no one can question our fucking resources. So here's the thing. Marine Sniper was a 46 year old Thomas Montgomery. He is a married father of two kids. And in May of 2005, he, I guess, got bored with his life and started posing as a young, handsome, Iraq-bound Marine. And he entered a teen chat room in the popular game site called Pogo. So Marine Sniper is his... Username. Username. Okay. Just to, like, clear that up. And he's also posing as a Marine Marine Sniper sniper. currently, like, in Iraq. Okay. Or whatever. Or maybe he just got back from Iraq. The story gets a little... He talks to the tall, hot blonde for quite some time, and I think for part of that time he's like, oh, the war, but I can't talk about it. Right. And the other part is him being like, oh, I'm home, and I'm so wounded from the war. <laughs> 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 okay, <laughs> got home from work. War was so hard today. <laughs> but do you remember a site called Pogo? Because it sounds vaguely familiar, but I never went on it. No. I think I went on it maybe like once or twice. It it was a chat room site. Well, it just doesn't have the same ring as Neopets. (gasps) There was a Neopets catfish. I saw a story. I was like, I was, at one point I specifically was like, Neopet catfish (laughs) murder. Like, there's gotta be one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I found just sad ones of, um, like, girls posing at, like, gay girls posing as teenage boys to talk to other girls through Neopets. It was, like, stories like that. Mm Mm-hmm. A little Didn't sad, we all do that. <laughs> <Didn't>, Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, tall, hot, blonde is an eighteen-year-old girl who started instant messaging him, and since she said she was 18 first, he decided to stick with that age too and say he was eighteen as well. And he's forty-six. Which and he's forty-six, which makes no sense because if you're eighteen, like they wouldn't immediately deploy you. You just join the military, right? I that. No. I don't know. I don't really know. He has been interviewed multiple times for this case. So we've got some of his quotes in this. And he said that he didn't feel bad at first at all because he was like, Well, well I'm never gonna meet this person. Yeah, he was just there to play games and Yeah. Know, whatever. So he was like, They're just flirting and then finally he became like infatuated, like in love with her. And so she revealed that her real name is Jessie. And she's a softball playing high school senior from West Virginia, and she sent she sent some photos, of course, and uh, to prove that she does live up to her screen name, and then and then some more, um, some pretty provocative, I guess, teen girl oh, poses. Well, nothing wrong with that. So. And just in return, Jesse wanted to see what he looked like, so he sent her his photo from Marine Boot Camp from thirty years ago. So he was a Marine at one point. He's not just some forty six ago. year old couch monger who's well, like losing. He is, he is now, but he wasn't thirty years ago. Okay. Like he is now some gross dude. Right. With a wife the, and two he's kids. He's not, he's not less gross. Don't get me wrong, but I just mean, <laughs> he knows what he's talking about when it comes to his marine shit. He's not like, oh honey, I just got back from the war. Yeah. <laughs> like, at least he knows how to talk about, like, being, yeah. In the, Cause, like, yeah. the way that you put it before made it kind of seem like he left the house went to war, came back to his couch, <laughs> <laughs> online. No! I mean, like, over time, I think he was pretending to be in Iraq, ah. and then, like, at some point comes home. Okay. I think, because at one point, she starts wanting to meet up with him. Right. And he's like, about that. Time to shine. <laughs> so he's sending her photos that are literally 30 years out of date, and I don't know how, like, we're not stupid. You would be able to tell a photo is out of date, oh, am I yeah. wrong? Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I just... When was this? 2006. Okay, well then maybe... I don't know. The thing... The 30s? They did some research on him and uh, he was never actually trained as a sniper or saw action when he was in the military. Oh. He would type about how he was, you know, part of dark, you know, covert ops and all of his dark deeds are best unmentioned. And while he did actually qualify as a sharpshooter, he never actually trained as a sniper. Right. I don't know if he ever actually was deployed. I just know he never saw action. Hmm. So, um, no, 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 But yeah, so he, his name is Tom, but he told her his name is Tommy and that he's six feet tall with bright red hair and big shoulders, muscles, and just all of that stuff. Um, big buff ginger coming in to be a prince charming. Uh, 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 uh. uh. Yeah, uh, he was interviewed for 2020 for this, so a lot of these quotes are from the show 2020. Oh my god, mine's from 2020! Oh my god, 2020, I'm convinced 2020 is when our parents were like, you can't get on the computer. Yeah, (laughs) no, I remember my mom making me sit down and watch like the 2020 episodes of like Pedophiles. My mom made me sit down and watch 13. So, oh, my God, I love that movie. I was like, Mom, what do you think I'm going to do? Yeah, I my <laughs> mom showed me that movie, actually. That was I, I was like, uh, I'm not going to just give a random dude a blowjob out of peer pressure. Yeah. What is this? D- what did I tell you about the time that I went to go see? Uh, sorry, this is a sidebar, but know, it's very, very important. Okay, this was my idea. It was for Christmas. Every Christmas, we had a tradition where me, my mom, and my grandma would all go see a movie together. And so, they were like, would you rather go see that Tom Hanks movie about Disney, Walt Disney, or would you rather see Wolf of Wall Street? And so my fucking smart ass was like, well, I want to see Wolf of Wall Street. Let's fucking go. Not thinking, oh, my grandmother's here. My mother is here. This is You should probably pick the Walt Disney film. Right. But I didn't (laughs) want to see it. (laughs) So I was like, it'll be fine. And then we go there and literally the first scene is him doing coke out of a stripper's asshole And my mom, my grandmother leans over to me, or no, leans over to my mom, and she's like, what is he doing? And my mom just goes, ask Kelly. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what do you think I get into? Ask Kelly. Oh my god. All right, anyway, sorry. That's so good. No, you're fine, you're fine. (laughs) The 2020. Okay, so, uh, he told 2020 that this relationship became more real to me than real life. And oh, apparently Lord. the feelings seemed to be mutual because Jesse and Tommy would exchange gifts, phone calls, and love letters. I love you always and forever, Tommy, wrote Jesse. I have never felt this way. Like, that was the kind of That's shit. That's gross. Like, you, it, yeah. it, for you to be 46 and to think yeah. you're talking to an 18-year-old and to, like, he's married with kids, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Come on, dude. You're, you're yeah. fucking. And they start having virtual sex. Which is gross. Like you do. Like you do in those chat rooms. That's what they're made for. It wouldn't be gross (laughs) if they were actually 18-year-olds. Yeah, he he told 2020, if I was smart, I would have just ended it, but it was like a drug that I needed every day. Like, okay, you creep. He started to be losing touch with reality. He wrote a note to himself, and the note said, on January 2nd, 2006, Tom Montgomery, 46 years old, ceases to exist and is replaced by an 18-year-old battle-scarred Marine. He is moving to West Virginia to be with the love of his life. Oh, honey, no. Yeah, and so, finally, one of his daughters, because he's using the fucking family computer, I think, or maybe it's just his computer. I'm assuming it's a family computer because it's 2006 and, like, men are stupid, but one of his daughters happened to see an instant message from Jesse on his computer. And immediately told her mom as she should have yeah good on you little girl and the wife found tons of love letters saved to the computer photos and mementos from jesse and then she started going through their actual stuff and found a pair of red panties (gasps) she sent him a pair of her underwear (sighs) so she sent jesse a photo of her and her family And was like, let me introduce you to these people. The man in the center is Tom, my husband since 1989. He is 46 years old. Ooh. Sorry. Sorry he's been tricking you. Like, it's not your fault. Like, this is who you've actually been talking to. I'm waiting for the fucking twist. Grill. Here we go. So, um... Yeah, Jesse was horrified and broke off the relationship, and she sent him a message saying, like, Jesse was, like, really upset, told him that he should be in jail for this, and was just, like, really fucking, like, pissed off. And this is when my favorite part comes in. So, Jesse goes in, like, I don't even want you to read, because I just, like, I'll just scroll up, because I honestly, like, know this so well. So, Jesse also starts chatting this dude named Brian, who was a 22-year-old good-looking part-time machinist and college student named Brian Barrett, and his username is Beefcake. That is spelled differently, <laughs> just Beefcake. He's just aware of his status. Brian Beefcake is what he'll forever be called to to be. Or Beefcake Brian. <laughs> oh, I love it. I like Beefcake Brian. I'm sure so, he doesn't mind it. So Beefcake Brian consoles Upset Jesse online, and she seemed to find a better fit with Brian, honestly. And perhaps a way to strike back at the Marine combat. Combat. I'm sorry. Combat The Combat Marine. Combat Marine. Who wasn't. So before long, Brian, Jesse Wiston, and Brian her photos, and the two had become an item. They had become a, like a little romance. Online. Marine Sniper couldn't stand to watch this, because apparently they're doing this like. He's still chat continuing? Room. Yeah. Oh, he's still continuing. How has his wife not taken away his computer privileges? I think she left him. I don't really know. that's fair. So, anyways, apparently he started messaging Jesse, Brian will pay in blood, and just shit like that. And he just, his messages become, like, really violent over time. Alright. As he was forced to watch their romance blossom in the same chat rooms that he used to, like, created an 18-year-old girl with. Yeah, cuz they're, they're chat rooms with other people. Like you can private chat each other, but they would still publicly. talk in they would still talk publicly in these chat rooms. Oh, I remember these days. Yeah. Yeah. And a- apparently the former prosecutor actually said that like they it often shocked he says, "I mean, it oftentimes shocked me when I saw the names that he would call her." Like he was like the prosecutor was like, what the fuck, Jeez. at how angry Tommy was, or Tom. Fuck boy. Marine sniper. <laughs> Marine fuck boy. Anyway, so Jesse and Brian went into all the chat rooms to be like, hey, by the way, this guy's a fucking liar, don't believe him, he's a 46-year-old creep, like, don't talk to him, like, if you're all actually teenagers. They, they made him out to seem like a pedophile, is what how it was described, but the instant messages." That came from Tall Hot Blonde, showed her to be torn because she still desperately wanted Tommy, and started messaging him again, and re-blossomed the romance. No, I, if you want to okay. read this conversation, I wait a minute. You're gonna be Tall Hot Blonde. I'll be Tall Hot Blonde. I ache to be with Tommy. Do you miss it, Tom? More than you will ever know. My heart aches to hear you call me your Tommy. I wish I could be that 19-year-old Marine for you. I know, Tom. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. So then they start, they rekindle their cyber affair. Which, by the way, would be so creepy if so it was at, real. So at this point, he's like, oh, my God, this 18-year-old girl. wants a 46-year-old creep. Once a 47, 46-year-old creep. Like, hell yeah. Jackpot. Right? <laughs> so, um... Let's see. At one point, when his wife... Oh, his wife didn't leave him. When his wife actually told him to get off the computer and talk to her, Montgomery couldn't. I just told her I'd get off when I'm done, he recalled. Oh, here's, here's another great combo. Oh, here we go. He says, nothing sexual happened between them after Taha Blonde found out how old he was, but their IMs tell a different story. Are we doing this? Yes. Go for it. Wish you were nude. What would you do? Stare. That all? Nope. You might get the magic. Mmm. <laughs> love to be Tommy. <laughs> you can love to me, Tommy. <laughs> you might get the magic. You might get the... Uh, my favorite is, what would you do? Stare. <laughs> 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 Literally couldn't believe it when I was reading this. Uh, I love what she... I, will, I like to think she, she's like, uh, that it? I, oh like, I like to think that she's actually, like, three giggling girls behind a screen, like how I was when I was younger, being like, mm, make love to me, Tommy. Like, typing in what you think is sexy. Yeah. God, I remember being that person. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's something girls did, and I don't know yes. why we did it, but we Do were you, like, yes, deception. Did I ever tell <laughs> you about my uh, MySpace, Alter Life's? I knew it. You had to have some sort of catfish story. It wasn't. Kelly. It wasn't really a catfish, though. I don't really count it because the thing <laughs> is, I used. It, it was a. It was a like subculture of MySpace where you use celebrity photos and mm-hmm. you created a character, and in your bio you would type out like the story of your character oh, and like where okay. they came from. And okay. stuff. so okay, it's, so it's so like a whole mind, other never breed. Mind. Yeah, but like there's still that like online thing where you're talking to each other, and then you know, it develops, something develops between the characters, and I, like, had two people where I ended up, like, talking to them on the phone and stuff. Oh my god. Yeah. Yikes. But, I mean, it was never, it was never creepy, and they were who they said they were, so. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> but I remember being that person and being like, my, she touches your jeans. <laughs> my hand rubs your pants. They're really tight. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, Lord. I'll play doctor. Where do (laughs) I put the stethoscope? I don't know why I have this voice for some reason. Dude, I would always dip out when it got weird. I was like, uh bye. (laughs) (laughs) And we're gone. And we're done. (laughs) So, um, at one point, okay, yeah, so they rekindle their romance, but it doesn't last. Jessie cuts it off again and continues her relationship with Brian. Beefcake Brian, Beefcake Brian, where is he when like this has been rekindled? Is he just like not? He doesn't know. She's playing the field. Tall, hot, blonde. Stop. Tall, hot, blonde. Why? Tall, hot, blonde. So here's the tipping point is when Beefcake Brian says he's going to meet Tall, hot, blonde in person. And he actually drove to like North Carolina. And on his way back, he messaged her saying, I'm going right past your house. I'd love to get together. So apparently he knew exactly where she lived. I guess she gave her address out to this guy. Uh, Because it turns out Tile Hat Blonde, like, can't learn a fucking lesson. Yeah. So, like, what? Like, I like how she finds out she's being catfished. What's her immediate reaction? Get into another online relationship. Yeah, like, there's no way it can happen to me twice. (laughs) So Jesse texted him at the last minute to not visit, and on September fifteenth, two thousand six, Beefcake Brian was found dead in the parking lot where he worked, shot three times by a military rifle. That is the oh end my god, of Beefcake Beefcake Brian. Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, wait. A minute. <laughs> is this guy having a relationship with himself? What? My, my immediate thought is, <laughs> is Marine Sniper is just, is Talon t- Blood. Is <laughs> what? Oh my God. How is that possible? How is that? What? I'm just going to tell you now. No, that's not it. But good try. <laughs> He's like having an online romance with himself. He's just like, you still have He's just that schizophrenic. He's just that schizophrenic. Just in fantasy world. So it's fantasy that he found photos of some blonde girl as Jesse to save on his computer. To send to himself when he's drunk. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> so right. the police found the body and immediately learned of the love triangle. And their very first thought was, oh fuck, what if Jesse's in harm's way? The police, the police arrive okay. To tell her blood's house. Okay. And a woman... Opens the door. Uh-huh. And it is. It is Jessie. Uh-huh. And she is. tall, Hot Blonde. 18. She's the girl. She's 18? Tal hot mm-hmm. Blonde? Mm-hmm. Okay. She is who she says she is, except she has no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Oh, her pictures were being used. And, and her and her like home and everything. That's creepy. And her home. name and her home and everything, because guess what? Oh, is it her? Her mother. Her mother is cyber life. She's been taking photos that Jesse took for her boyfriend. That's so creepy. Yeah. Can you wait? Everybody say it with me. Mom. Mom. <laughs> mom. It's like pretty much. Actually, I can't. I feel like I have to have my mom here. Mom. Do it. <laughs> mom. That's how it is for me a lot of times. But yeah, no. So that's her fucking mom. It's her fucking mother. <gasps> Who's been using sexy photos of her own fucking daughter? That's so weird. Jessie really was on the softball team. Like, all of the stuff she said was true. It just wasn't her. Which is so fucking creepy. So, the police aren't, like, dumb. They catch Tommy and they throw that asshole in prison because he murdered someone. But, yeah, the prosecutor said the discovery of his DNA was on a peach pit found at the scene of the crime. He literally ate a peach. Tommy? Did Tommy know it was the mom? No. No one knew. So how the fuck did he know that that guy was coming over? Because they were talking about it in the chat rooms. Oh my god. Mm Mm-hmm. And he never thought to go over there? I guess he didn't have her personal address. How did he get it? I don't know. There's a lot of holes. I mean, but it's a true story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of holes in this true story. (laughs) The news covered a lot of it. Rewrite the script. Oh my god. (laughs) So, um, Brian was shot in the parking lot of his own job. So I'm thinking, like, Brian was planning on visiting and wasn't on the way just yet, but he was honest about who he was online, and that gave Tommy room to- Right, to swoop in. To stalk him. And then he found where he worked and went and killed him. Okay, that makes way more sense. See, I was under the impression that- Brian Beefcake got to the door and was shot no, by Tommy. No, he was that shot. Was the he was shot in the parking lot of his own job. Okay, see that way that makes way more sense. But to me. Brian okay. never lied about who he was. Right. So he probably used he uses he probably gave out his full name. Right. Like not realizing that not, this being, can fucking happen. Being a sweet baby angel who doesn't catfish. He's Beefcake Brian is real. He's a real Beefcake. Okay. Well, he's it's a, not anymore. So, but <laughs> sorry. Rest in peace, Beefcake Rip. Brian. Oh my god! Is it bad that a part of me is like, man? I wish somewhere on this tombstone it's like beefcake. Bride. Me too. <laughs> like beefcake. Like, if, if it's <laughs> not like a memorial, if, can we like go etch it in there? Is that disrespectful? Yes. Yes. Very oh. disrespectful. But you know, it's but not, if it's done in a loving way, what if we leave flowers?
1: Then and that has a beef, cake. but a
0: note for beefcake. Yeah, okay, I like that more. That's better. We That's can't better. deface a fucking gravestone. Okay, well, see, when you put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to put do it in like calligraphy, make it real fancy. Yeah. The prosecutors couldn't actually do anything. So the actual woman is named Mary. Okay. Mary is a mom. And they couldn't actually do anything because she technically didn't do anything illegal. Yeah, she just catfished hard as fuck. She captured his fucks and used photos of her 18-year-old daughter. Well, see, that seems like it should be illegal. But it's not. It's not kiddie porn. It's adult consenting photos. God, how weird is their relationship now? Oh, she completely blocked her mom from her life and went off to college and never spoke to her again. Oh, go figure. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, or Tom, whatever, was put in prison and so he's been interviewed a lot for this because it's such a bizarre murder. He seems, it's almost like he's interviewed, like, not realizing, like, he was put in prison not for catfishing, but for murdering someone. He's always like, oh, ha ha, like, she was a catfish too. And it's like... No, that's not the point, No, dude. that's not the point. The point is that, like, you killed someone. You killed a person. She just was... She's just an asshole, but, like, you killed someone. Or you she killed, killed Beefcake Brian. She's a sad, lonely old lady. Yeah. Who's also a little bit of a creep. She's also married with kids. Oh. So, I don't know. Yep. yes I think... So. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Her... Uh. No, yeah, her husband divorced her over her deception, and her daughter, Jessie, cut ties. Oof. Yep. Well, see, so she got punished in her own way. But she, she did. jail. she Connie. did. But the prosecutor uh, believes that Mary knew that people's lives were at stake here and, like, kind of egged it on and provoked it. Like, she really? wanted the drama. But well, I, I get that she wanted the drama, but I don't think she wanted anybody. I would at least hope she wouldn't want anybody dead. Like, yeah. I, if there were messages for her saying, yeah, go kill him," I feel like we would have seen that in this article, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is just what the prosecutor's opinion is. Okay. They said that, shame on her, she not only didn't do anything about it, I think she provoked it. Okay. But unfortunately in New York State, you have to do a little something more to be criminally liable. Hmm. She had spoken publicly about the deadly love triangle. It was stupid. It should have never happened. I just never thought it would go anywhere, that it would end, fall off, and that would be the end of it. Nope. 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 So that is the story of the love triangle between Tal Hot Blonde, the Marine Sniper, and Beefcake Brian. All to be applauded for their usernames. I mean, yes. Like, uh, honestly, top-tier usernames. Yeah. All of them. Very proud. Very Tal happy. Tal. Tal? Would it be in bad form <clears throat> if I took her username? <laughs> Tal. It's probably been used. Are you kidding me? I was 2006. Oh, to them oh six. you're so right. You're so right. It was right. on the fucking news. So I also looked up... Uh, I try to find multiple things for this about which states have the highest number of catfishing cases. I totally realized we jumped right into this without going into what's catfishing and what's it all about. And all that. It's a millennial term. And I was going to start a really, I was going to start this really funny. I had a whole plan where I was going to be like, simply out of float above the weight on a slip sinker rig. Use this rig to drift bait slowly through drift wood-rich catfish layers or over weed without snagging on bottom or in covers. You know how to catch a catfish? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Drifting a float also helps cover water from the bank. A jig head tipped with bait will also catch catfish. All right, get it because it's fishing. Learn about fishing. It's guys. fishing. It's catfish. Okay, it's we're not, a fishing podcast. It's not. Now. It's not funny, but I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> so, states that have the highest number of catfishing cases, I just want you to guess. Fuck, I was like uh, really California. Aren't. Okay, um, New York. Okay, um, Georgia, Florida, and then there has to be some in like Middle America. I'm gonna go with um, where's Wyoming? <laughs> All right. Utah. So you're going to be <laughs> surprised by some. Florida is very most likely for catfishing as well as California. Yeah, yeah. But the most likely are Alaska's number one. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Alaska's really up there and Wyoming's up there too. Uh-huh. So there's Colorado. Uh, this, this map, I don't know if I trust. Oh, I said Utah too. You did say Utah. Um, Georgia is actually very low. Interesting. Georgia is least likely, actually, which I thought was really weird. Like, it shows very low on the catfishing, even on this map, too. Yeah. Like, Florida's up there, but, like, Alaska is number one. Nevada is, like, they're all... Okay. It's really weird. Um, So, I was trying to get statistics on catfishing by state, and multiple sites believe that Texas has the highest number of reported catfishing cases, But that doesn't take into account for the state's population. What are you going to... What are you reporting, though? Like, this person was that many that they... Wasn't the person they said they were. So... The cop's going to be like, so don't be dumb. So these sites are accounting for how much people have lost monetarily. Oh. Her state through catfishing is dangerous because catfishing is used a lot to get money from people. Uh, okay. So, um... It, it never occurs to me that catfishing is... I Like, even after doing all this research, it doesn't process it says to me that, like, catfishing it's a is... a scam. A scam. Yeah. And it's a dirty thing. Or not a dirty It's a dirty a thing. thing. It's, <laughs> a, it's something that doesn't <laughs> end in murder. Yeah. It does. Sometimes, yes, if you tell tall Yeah. Um... Damn. All right. I bet Tahat Blonde was like, none of this is real. I'm just living, like, a daytime drama through online. That's probably how she, like, felt about it. That's how I felt about it when I was living my fucking, like, story dreams, but everybody knew that I wasn't those people, so. Right. It's a little less. Um, so let's see. This, had Florida. So Texas has the highest number of report cases, and Florida is also up there. And New York, Pennsylvania, Washington are up there as well. Woo! fewest is gonna be like Vermont South Dakota Wyoming is I that because they're just like what less that? people there <laughs> I don't know yeah some sites have conflicting uh, statistics because some of them might be outdated right so I was trying to look up 2019 this is this said 2020 oh yeah yeah but apparently this was um, <clears throat> records according to the FBI supposedly ah I just thought that was interesting. But yeah, so, is this money? Total number of catfishing victims per capita per state. So, Georgia is 3.4, Florida is 5.5, Alaska is 11.5. Damn, Alaska. Yeah, Alaska's fucking up Catfish there. Catfish city! Nevada as well, but Nevada, I bet so much of that has to be Las Vegas. Yeah. So oh, much yes. of that has to be Las Vegas. Is that, that number might as well be Las Vegas. Yeah, like, what else is in Nevada? <laughs> Actually, though... <no. laughs> Someone please tell us. <laughs> yeah, like actually, wait, Napa Valley is California, right? Yes. Okay, I was getting confused because Napa, Nevada. I don't know. I've never been to either. That's yeah, a lie. I mean, I've been to Las Vegas. Oh yeah, you did, but it was only for a week, and it was for work, and I hated it. So, oh. I've never been to like Napa Valley. I want to go party in Vegas. <clears throat> All right, anyway, let's go catfish someone in Vegas for research. For research, (laughs) yes. That's what we should do. That's what we should take from this. I'm learning a lot. (laughs) You wonder how Missouri is, crime dog. Let's look at Missouri. Uh, It says 5.2. Missouri's 5.2. It's higher than Georgia, but less than Florida. Oh. So you are likely to be scammed and catfished. You're likely to be scammed and catfished about everywhere except Vermont, apparently. (laughs) And here's the thing: Is this where the victims live, or where the targeters? Oh, that's live? A fair the predators point. live. Do the predators live here? Like the predators are the victims. I like victims. how they. Ha- no, no, it's victims. See, it's victims, victims per hundred k. You're right. The victims lost per hundred k. Like look at all this money they lose. That's so much money to lose. Wait, well, look at Florida. Where's Florida? How much? should, well, they should lose? They? Oh, dang it! It's not Florida's up here. Sorry, it's got to be up there. There. Wait. It's not even the highest one. 96,000, but that's a lot. This is 2020. Do you think this is within the last month? <sighs> <laughs> 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 and that would be a lot. Holy fuck. <laughs> 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 this <is> just <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure it's counting 2019. I was just throwing it out is there. Is it though? Because I'm not know. sure of that. I don't know. I would be very curious to know the dates of this. Can someone else research this for us? We're not good at it. We're really bad at research. <laughs> We're really here. bad at, Well, Let's go to my other my other source, which looks really goofy. It looks very, it's very kid-friendly because there's a cat in a, a car- catfish suit. <laughs> it's a cartoon of a cat in a fish suit. How likely are you to be catfished in your state? Florida high. Georgia low. Yay. States where you'll most oh, likely I love be catfish. cute little kid-friendly cartoons that go with this. Yeah. I like how George is number two for least likely to be catfish. That's interesting. Well, that's Florida. good. Florida didn't make it to most on this list, but oh. I don't know when this list was fucking written. Well, fuck you too. 2019. So this is 2019, June... <laughs> June 2019. 10. So it's six months in. So this is six months into 2019, the statistics... I Jesus. really I'm really starting to think those FBI numbers are from the past month. This is the cost per victim number. Holy I think that fuck. that other site has to be within the last month. Yeah. Cuz this is per victim. Per victim. 17,000 in Florida, 34,000 in California. Holy shit, that's a ton of money to send somebody. And obviously they added it all up and averaged it amongst them, but that's a shit ton of money. We are in the wrong career. <laughs> This seems like a very lucrative business. Holy fuck. The number one, is that... What is that? Oh. Is that... That's North Carolina? That's North Carolina. North Carolina. North was number one in 2019. For the most money per victim. $47,886 fucking dollars per victim. Are you fucking kidding me? Someone got average. I'm thinking... That means that somebody got higher than that. Yeah, I'm thinking someone... Catfished really hard in that state and just went real hard. I've done everything wrong. <laughs> how, I like. I love how they're how to avoid catfishing online. How to become a catfish? <laughs> yeah, right. Be wa- <laughs> be wary of anyone who asks you for information that could be used in identity theft. Oh, do you remember the Lance Bass scam from when we were kids? Mm. Grill, were you sleeping when we were kids? Because there was, for a while, there's these people who are posing as Lance Bass (laughs) online to get money from, like, teenage girls and stuff. And so, um... Wait, get money? That is the wrong demographic. Well, if you're, like, 18... And they have money. Does Zil- that still count as teenager? I guess. Yeah. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Like, the most money I could probably send you is like, I don't know, I got like $10. <laughs> so, what they would do is they would like, there's rumors being like, oh my god, in this chat room there's gonna be an AMA of like, it's Lance Bass or whoever. Which is funny now considering Lance that Bass he has come out, out as, gay. as gay. But, um. I was just about to say that. I was like, it must have been before. It was way before that. I read at least one story on it. There's a few others because I kept seeing it come up. They said that they would ask him and he would, like, respond, like, privately, like, really quickly, which was suspicious, but they were dumb and didn't suspect it. And they would, like, build this, like, fake online relationship with Lance Bass. And he'd be like, oh, my gosh, I can get you, like, our album before it's released. All I need is your address and, like, credit card info. And there's this one girl who was, like, 20, who was, like, yeah, and, like, gave him her address, and then was, like, rummaging through her mom's purse, and her mom was, like, what are you doing? And she was just, like, um, you would understand, I have a relationship with Lance Bass, and her mom's, like, no, you idiot. No, you don't. Like, <laughs> no, no, you, you don't. don't. <laughs> the internet is dark and full of terrors. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, so... Those are my those are my stories. What a catfish actually is is I mean I'm sure you figured it out by now. Someone who pretends to be someone else online in order to gain something. Something typically, but where the term catfish comes from is so in the catfish documentary is I, when I looked it up it seemed the term was coined from the documentary. Really. But I don't know if that's really true. I feel like I've heard that before the documentary, though. Yeah, I have to agree as well. But they're saying the term came from, um... So, when you would transport cod from, like, Alaska to overseas, by the time it would reach, like, China or whatever, the flesh would be all mushy and tasteless. So they told him it was cod. They told no, was they would put live catfish in there... To keep the cod agile, because they'd nip at it, and to keep it, to keep it, like, moving around, I guess. There's this idea, they put these cods in these big vats and put some catfish in with them, and the catfish will keep the cod agile, and, um, there, and this, there's someone in the documentary, uh, I believe his name is, oh, is it Nev? Nev used to be a fisherman. Nev is the dude who's in the catfish shows and the documentary, and helped made all this. He said that there are those people who are catfish in life, and they keep you on your toes, they keep you guessing, and they keep you thinking, and they keep you fresh. And he says, and I thank to God for the catfish, because we would be droll boring, and dull if we didn't have somebody nipping at our fin, and I'm... I have disagreed I disagree with all of that. With that? I feel like all of that is bullshit. But he th- I feel like maybe it's a different fisherman term, and maybe they said they were transporting cod to make it appealing, but really they were transporting catfish and there's trickery there. Ah! Like that's it. Okay. <laughs> Basically, a catfish is a person who poses as something they're not. Pretty much. I figured you knew that, but I guess I might as well say it. I have it. And uh, Nev claims to have coined the term, but I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, I don't think so. Boy. I heard that before you. Oh, uh, Alright, so what's your story? I'm so ready. Alright, uh, yeah. Mine's a fucking doozy, man. Okay, I'm so ready. Uh, mine is not nearly as, uh... Well, I guess yours had, like, some dark moments, but... this Someone got, got... Yeah, someone got murdered. Someone got murdered. But yours is... It has its funny moments. This one is not as funny. Okay. Um, so, there's this girl, Janelle, and uh, she had trouble making friends. Um, she moved to Mountain City, Tennessee in 2005, um, and she said because she didn't grow up there and because she was, like, very sheltered child... She had a very hard time making friends. She had health problems, including type one diabetes. Uh, <laughs> type, uh, type one diabetes. Type one diabetes. Do you have type one diabetes? Diabetes. <laughs> it's that thing making the rounds. <laughs> that thing making the rounds, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So she had type one diabetes. Um, and spent most of her time living at home because her parents were like, we have to take care of you, and it was, I, it sounds to me, based on this article, that it was kind of like a strange relationship where they were, like, overbearing over their care, because I feel like there's people with type 1 diabetes who have plenty of friends and can interact with society yeah. just fine. Um. What year did this take place? So, they moved there in 2005. 2005, yeah, okay, yeah. They're a little more protective than necessary, but she didn't have a job or drive a car, 'Cause they kept kept her so sheltered. So she felt isolated and because of that she spent the majority of her time online. As on social do. media. So Janelle's sister, Christy, said that Janelle struggled to make friends growing up. She explains that their parents tried to make her fit in, but also kept telling her how different she is and how hard it is for her to make friends. And basically like just embedding like all this negative shit. So they didn't tell her. That she should fit in. Yeah, they were friends. Well, they, I think it was just those mixed messages of like, you need to do this to fit in. You need to do this to fit in. But also, you're so different. You're so different. That doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, that, that's so much to handle in. Your brain. Te- I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, that tells me her her parents, after whatever you're about to tell me, are like, oh yeah, we tried to help her, but we also told her how different she is and how she can to make friends. Yeah, exactly. So, because of all this, she became unable to make friends normally. Um, social media became, like, her life support. But even then, her parents were monitoring her Facebook page. Potter's mother, Barbara, had a job with Hewlett-Packard. I don't know what that is. And her father, Marvin... Um also known as Buddy was a former Marine who served in Vietnam, and he later worked with the CIA. Okay, why is that public information? Right? Okay, Okay. So one day, uh, while picking up her prescriptions, Janelle befriended the pharmacy clerk. Her name was Tracy Greenwell. She felt sorry for Janelle because she knew how sheltered she was, knew she was sick, like could just tell that she was struggling, I guess, based on their interactions. Um, So Janelle ended up spending a lot of time with Tracy and her friends, including her brother, Billy Payne, who's going to become important. All right. Billy Um, Payne. Mm -hmm. He sounds like a fictional character. And people wanted to say, like, right off the bat that uh, Janelle fell for Billy when she met him. So there's a lot of people who felt that she did. But Tracy, who is the sister, was like, I don't see that at all. I don't think that's what's going on. So Tracy introduces Janelle... To her cousin, Jamie Kurd, who's handy with computers. And they become an item. But they had to hide it from her strict parents because she wasn't allowed to be in a relationship and any of that. So he would she come She wasn't over, allowed to have a boyfriend. Right? So he would come over and fix the computers at her family's house. But really, they would, like, sneak off and go spend time together. We know what they were really doing. I don't know. Oh, Oh, wow. It's like the Sims game. You can't say fucking. (laughs) (laughs) So while it seemed like Janelle's social life was finally starting to bloom, starting to come alive, she was being relentlessly bullied online with anonymous comments appearing on her Facebook page. Um, So things that said that she was a bad person, she was horrible, and there were even threats to rape her. Which, like, what the fuck? Who does that? They're... Uh, anyway. It got to the point where her mother, who's monitoring this page, stepped in and was like, stop. Stop doing this. Stop putting these horrible things on my daughter's page. She doesn't deserve this and blah blah blah. Yeah. And Janelle uh, started saying that the people who were doing this to her were Billy Payne and his girlfriend, Billie Jean Hayworth. Um, they were behind the attacks because Billie Jean was jealous of her looks. Wait, where were these comments coming from? If they're on Facebook, then they have a name, or unless they're hiding behind a fake Yeah, profile. so it was like a fake, like, blank, okay. anonymous profile. But Janelle knew it was coming from Billie Jean and Billy Payne. Because so, okay. Billy Payne thought she was hot, and Billie Jean was his girlfriend and was upset. Wait, they're both named Billy and they're yeah. dating? I thought they were siblings. But one spelled with an I-E and one spelled with a Y. Billy Jean and Billy Payne. I yeah. hate... I hate it. Thanks, I hate it. Thank you, Tennessee, for nothing. Um, <laughs> 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 so, Hayworth was dating Billy and the couple lived together with their infant son. Um, a feud erupted on social media because of all this, including... Janelle's boyfriend, Jamie, who jumped in and was taking her side. Um, it got very heated on both sides, and Janelle even put out there that she wished that Billy Billy, and their infant child would die. Eventually, both sides deleted each other off of friends' ba- Facebook, and it should have ended right there, right? Wait, like, wait, wait, you block right. them and move on. Yikes, um, yikes, yikes. Yeah. So, Janelle apparently had a reputation for being paranoid um, about how people perceived her. Um, she thought that they wanted to hurt her. She was always saying that somebody was mad at her, somebody hated her, somebody wanted to kill her. But Janelle said that there were real threats of violence against her. In one incident, police photographed a rock that was found in the Potter's Front Yard, which is Janelle's house, with the names Billy Payne and Billy Jean written on it. Which, I mean, <laughs> that... If you're really going to be like, somebody's threatening me, I can prove it. There's a rock over there with their names on it. That <laughs> sounds like she put that there. Doesn't it? And if I showed yes. you this rock, it is, I will show you the pictures later. It is a smooth rock. It doesn't, it's like just sitting there in the front yard. Why would? Nothing was broken. Oh my God. It's just, no, there's real threats of violence against me. Look at this rock. Like it's. <laughs> Okay. Okay. You you can do better than that, Janelle. Okay, Janelle. (laughs) On January 31st, 2012, a friend of Payne and Hayworth came by their house to go visit them. He finds them dead. Both of them. Billy and Billy, both dead. Both of them have gunshot wounds in their faces. Billy Jean is still holding their infant son, and Billy Payne has his throat slit open. (laughs) Why? You're already shot. Why did you gotta be slit? What? Yeah. And she's still holding the baby. Who is alive? Didn't touch the child. But the baby is, like, sitting there crying with its mom's... Blood all over them. Yeah. Might as well paint that picture for you. Oh, um, I hate it. Yeah, and it was a It Yikes forever. The baby was seven months old. Yeah, oh, Imagine being that baby. Growing up and learning... Okay. So the day after the murders... Uh, the police show up at Janelle's house because, well, she... Wish- there's a huge line of, like, online interactions between these people, so they knew that there was bad blood there, and during the interview, um, Janelle appeared to be hiding her romantic relationship with Jamie from her parents still. Later that week... Oh, Jamie is the dude who'd come over and fix the VCR and shit? Can fix the computers, yeah. That was her, her boyfriend, her secret boyfriend. But... The cops picked up on it. You know, I guess parents can be kind of daft about that kind of thing, but the police are like, yeah, they're fucking. So So later that week, authorities brought in Jamie and asked him to take a polygraph test, which indicated he lied about knowing the identity of the murderer. Oh! Yeah. Jamie, in the interview, just out of nowhere, in the middle of this interview, is like, is the CIA here? No, Jamie. No, why? No, no, Jamie. Why would the CIA be involved in this very small murder case in a small town? In a major breakthrough, (laughs) Jamie told detectives he had been texting with a man named Chris who told him that he was in the CIA and it was his job to protect Janelle at all costs. Okay, so the CIA is involved now. Chris, the CIA agent, has come in and he's protecting Janelle because she is so important to the CIA. After being in the interrogation for nearly six hours, Jamie told police that it was Janelle's dad, Marvin, who killed Billie Jean and Billy. Wait. Okay. Pause. I need a moment here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so detectives call or had Jamie call Marvin, the dad, uh, to get a confession on tape. Police later moved in and arrested Marvin in a pre-dawn raid in February. So this happened... January 31st, February, they come in and they arrest the father. What year again? 2012. 2012. Okay. Yeah. Um, so while Ugh. being questioned by detectives, Marvin said, Ever since all this crap started, I've had my life threatened. My wife has had her life threatened. They've threatened to take her nail. Her nail. Threatened to take Janelle and cut her head off. Agent Lott, who was assigned to the case, arranged for Marvin to call his wife Barbara. And he told Barbara, I did it. But Barbara didn't accept her husband's confession. She said, when they took him, they took no oxygen, they took no medication, and they interviewed him for hours. When his oxygen gets low, he says things that don't make sense or who- that are just incoherent. So, now it's up in the air. Did he do it? Did he not do it? Did he falsely confess? Okay, alright. I'm gonna need... I'm Let's sorry. get a breakdown. Maybe I'm drunk. I don't know. Okay, so you but, got Janelle. Yes. Janelle is one that was being bullied by yes. Billy and Billy. Billy and Billy are dead, Jamie Curd is her secret boyfriend, Marvin is her father, and Barbara is her mother. So, Jamie got brought in and questioned. Jamie says, Marvin did it. They arrest Marvin. He confesses. Barbara gets upset because she says, you can't use that confession, he needed oxygen, he needed medication, I don't buy it. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. All right, yeah, I get that. All right. While Marvin was still being questioned, police executed a search warrant for the house, uh, Janelle's house. Police found an arsenal of weapons around the home, but none of them matched the murder weapon. They also discovered printed photos of the victim and her friends in the living room. So Billie Jean's photos were all over the place. Why? Just, like, framed? Or no, like, no, I think they were just scattered. Like, they're printed photos off the internet. I was about to be like, is it, like, that, that cork board with the strings attached and, like, all that shit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they even found ripped photos that Barbara had taken and tried to, like, hide from the police. So she had taken them and tried to, like, rip them up to hide it from cops. Authorities seized 51 items from the house, including their family computer... And when they impounded Marvin's truck, they found bags of shredded documents. An agent meticulously reconstructed more than 100 pages of what appeared to be thousands of emails sent to the Potter family. And after combing through them, it appeared there was some kind of conspiracy going on. They kept referring to this guy, Chris, who was in the CIA, and he was an operative or something. The CIA agent, Chris, had apparently been corresponding with Barbara warning her about the threats to her daughter's life. And he was watching these people. He said that they were harassing Janelle, calling her, um, and that when she would go out with her dad, they were watching them together. So Chris is telling the mother that Billy and Billie Jean are basically stalking her daughter and threatening her life. So, But (laughs) conveniently, Chris couldn't use his real identity or his real name. Because he's in the CIA. Because he's in the CIA. Right. International affairs also mean national affairs. So these are the, the emails that they got, like, from the truck, from the documents that they found. They're all corresponding with this guy, Chris. Okay. Right? So Chris is emailing both parents. Yes. And is like, your daughter's in danger. You need to do something about these hoodlums. Yep. And Chris is also messaging Jamie saying, it's your job to protect her. He's a, okay. Okay. All right, what, I see where this is going. Okay. I see where this <laughs> is going. <laughs> so, police also honed in on Janelle and Jamie's text messages with each other the morning of the murder. And on the Potter's computer that they had seized, police analysis found that hundreds of emails from the CI agent Chris were all coming from the same IP address. Inside their own fucking home. Well, obviously to say Agent Chris was living in the basement. Obviously. What else could it be? He's so concerned. Spoiler alert. Janelle was pretending to be Chris. Uh, Social media allowed Janelle Porter to be someone that she wasn't. She invented Chris and could assume different identity and be as, as hateful as she wanted to. She was so fucking in tune with social media because she spent her whole fucking life on it. She knew how to become anybody else at the drop of the hat, so it hadn't been like this was her first one or whatever. But Chris is one that she adopted because her dad had had prior involvement with military and CIA, and so she knew he, comm- he could be manipulated to get rid of these bullies. That's insane! And she she catfished her boyfriend and her own family to murder... Two assholes who honestly probably forgot about her. Yeah. Who were living their life with their infant son and just probably just deleting her and do not think anything of it. And she manipulated her mother because she knew her mother was so overprotective. That she would do anything. That she would jump in the fray and convince the father to get involved. But look, I'm in danger. Here's a rock with their name on it. <laughs> yep. So prosecutors believe that Janelle used a false identity to fool her parents and to goad Marvin into the killing. Um, she was feeding Barbara's delusions, her overprotective mother. Um, and she ignored... The mother ignored the signs that something was amiss because she was so worried about her daughter. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh. But I Barbara, can't remember her dad actually did it. Well, that's the thing. So Janelle knew her fucking parents. She's like, okay, my mom can be convinced that I need to be protected. My dad has the knowledge and the equipment to get it done. So if I manipulate my mother into pushing my dad into it further, he's going to do it. So that's basically how she set it up. She talked to her dad as Chris and was like, your daughter's in danger. Such and such is going on. And then she talked to the mother and was like, no, she's really in danger. You really need to do something. So the mother would go to the father and be like, go take care of this. That's nuts. I can't believe he would actually... Because they thought that the CIA had their back and they wouldn't be arrested for it. I mean, considering he has has some PTSD, too, so... So was she arrested for the murder? Like, who was arrested for what? I gotta know. So in August 2013, authorities arrested Janelle and Barbara, her mother, for the murders of Payne and Hayworth. A few months later, in October 2013... Marvin was found guilty for the murders and is currently serving two life sentences because he's the one that pulled the trigger. Um, Jamie agreed to a plea deal of 25 years in prison and in May 2015, three and a half years after the shooting, Janelle and Barbara finally went on trial. Uh, Prosecutors told the jury that Janelle authored all the emails from Chris by pointing out all the childish writing and misspellings that matched her patterns of speech. So, like... Your parents don't know the way you talk? Wouldn't you think it's a little weird if I was like, uh, shit's about to get real lit in here. Like, CIA agents don't say this. (laughs) They probably mean speech patterns more along the lines of, say she says, um, fuck, now I lost my example. Um, Maybe it's like short sentences. Furthermore. Furthermore. Yeah. I don't know. Like, say, like, things like that. And uh, like she probably has like weird things she says a lot like that. So this part makes me a little salty. Okay, um, interesting. Janelle's attorney goes to defend her. The defense is, it's not my client's fault that she has an overprotective father. <laughs> what? No, you literally manipulated him. You're into like a fucking murder. puppet master. You're a puppet master. You manipulated your father into committing murder. How much is that attorney being paid to fucking say that? Like, oh my God. Uh, Very, it doesn't sound like he was trying very hard. That cannot be your best argument. That cannot be a real defense. Oh my God. Well, it's not her fault she has parents. Like, whatever. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, after seven days of testimony, the jury found both Janelle and Barbara guilty of first degree murder, and they were both sentenced to life in prison. Good. So they're all in prison. So together. everybody's in prison. The boyfriend, the dad, the girl who orchestrated the whole thing and her mama. Look. Y'all, Tennessee is a wacky place. Tennessee's don't wild. Don't catfish your parents. Don't it's catfish mean. your parents. They don't know about technology as much as you. They're way more trusting. Yeah. That that's could be so argued mean. though, considering that tall hot tall hot blonde. All right, so I just want to break this sad moment up with some of my favorite blood ninja. So, obviously, if I just... I have to get to the good ones. Okay. Am I reading? Do I have a part in this? Yeah. What's Hold my on. role? Um, What's gonna, my motivation? You're going to be Britney Spears 14. Okay. And Britney Spears 14 really wants to get off. Okay. And I, I can channel that. You can channel that? Okay. Because we're going to read a couple of them. But, like, here's the thing. I need you to realize that what me and my friends would do is we would go into chat rooms and we would take inspo from this... And say the same things to people of oh, this, and like great. get them really angry, and like it was really bad, but really funny. And I mean, <laughs> it sounds like good old fashioned fun to me. We were twelve; it was a good time. All right, so I'll be Blood Ninja, and you'll be Britney Spears, fourteen. Okay. 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 Yes, okay. baby, I've been having a tough night. So treat me nice, I right? I slip out of those pants, baby. Yeah, I slip out of my pants just for you, Blood Ninja. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I, I put on my robe and wizard hat. Oh, I like to play dress up. Me too, baby. I kiss you softly on your chest. I cast level three eroticism. You turn into a real beautiful woman. Hey. I meditate to regain my mana before casting level eight penis of the infinite. Funny, I still don't see it. I spend my mana reserves to cast mighty of the beyondness. You are the worst cyber partner ever. This is ridiculous. Don't fuck with me, biznitch. I'm the mightiest sorcerer of the lands. I steal your soul and cast lightning level one million. Your body explodes into a fine mist because you are only a level two druid. Don't ever message me again, you piece. It's f- shit. Sorry. Piece of shit. <laughs> Robots are trying to drill my brain, but my lightning shield inflicts DOA attack, leaving the robots as flaming piles of metal. King Arthur congratulates me for destroying Dr. Robotnik's evil army of robot specialist republics. The Cold War ends. Reagan steals my accomplishments and makes it like it was because of him. You still there, baby? I think it's getting hard now. Is Since- he? So is he marrying? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, now you're gonna be Jay girly 13 okay cool perfect okay so you're jay girly oh this is better i'll just okay so i'm a japanese schoolgirl. i got this okay okay all right okay baby we gotta hurry i don't know how long i can keep it ready for you that's okay okay i'm a japanese schoolgirl. what are you a rhinoceros well hung like one that's for sure ha okay let's go i put my hand through your hair and kiss you on the neck I stomp the ground and snort to alert you that you are in my breeding territory. Haha <laughs> Okay, you know that turns me on. I start unbuttoning your shirt. Rhinoceroses don't wear shirts. No, you're not really a rhinoceros, silly. It's just part of the game. Rhinoceroses don't play games. They fucking charge your ass. Stop. Come on, be serious. It doesn't get any more serious than a rhinoceros about to charge your ass. I stomp my feet. The dust stirs around my tough skin feet. That's it. Nostrils flaring, I lower my head. My horn, like some phallic symbol of my potent virility, is the last thing you see as skulls collide and mine remains the victor. You are now a bloody red ragdoll suspended in the air on my mighty horn. Fuck am I hard now. (laughs) (laughs) Good lord. He changes his usernames a couple times. But, oh, this is the vegetable one. Oh, I love vegetables. Let's do it. Mommy Melissa. (laughs) Let's do it i so, Mommy Melissa. You want to be Mommy Melissa? I'll be Blood Ninja? Alright. Alright. Well, I mean, I feel, it seems on brand now. It I, does. I, I feel like I you feel are like, I feel like I am Blood Ninja, so okay. oh, this is really important to me. Alright. Want Wanna cyber? Sure. You into vegetables? What, like gardening and shit? Yeah. Something like that. Nothing turns me on more. Check this out. You bend over to harvest your radishes. Is that it? You water your tomato patch. Are you ready for my fresh produce? I was thinking of, like, sexual acts involving vegetables. Can you make it a little more sexy for me? I touch you on your lettuce. You massage my spinach sexily. I ride your buttocks like they were amber waves of grain. Uh, uh, Grain doesn't really turn me on. I was thinking more along the lines of carrots and zucchinis. My zucchini (laughs) caresses... Your carrots. Damn, baby, you're right. This shit is hot. Dot, dot, dot. My turnips listen for the soft cry of your love. My insides turn to celery as I unleash my warm and sticky cauliflower of love. What the fuck is this, Mad lips? I'm out. Yeah, well, I already unleashed my cauliflower all over your olives and up in your eyes. Now you can't see, bitch. Whatever. <laughs> Why did we not read that one first? <laughs> I don't know. Because, because the Robin Wizard <laughs> <There's> hat. Zucchinis, <laughs> caresses, and cabbages. Because the Robin Wizard hat is the most famous one. That one should be the most famous so one. So here's another one that destroyed me when I was like 13. I thought it was so fucking funny. All right. If you want to be dirty, Kate. Yes. All right, but let's make this the last one, okay? I got to get back. Okay, I know, I know. Okay, Sorry. so this will be the last one. All right, last one. Okay, scene. Want to cyber? Kate, but don't tell anybody. Who are you? I've got blonde hair, blue eyes, I work out a lot, and I've got a part-time job delivering for Papa John's and my Geostorm. You sound sexy. I bet you want me in the back of your car. Maybe some other time. You should call at Papa John's and make an order. Haha! <laughs> okay! Hello! I'd like an extra, extra large pizza just dripping with sauce. Well, first they would say, hello, this is Papa John's, how may I help you? And then they'd tell you the specials, and then you would make your order. So that's an extra large, what toppings do you want? I want everything, baby. Is this a delivery? Um, yes. So you're bringing the pizza to my house now? Because I'm home alone, and I think I'll take a shower. Good, it'll take about 15 minutes to cook, and then I'll drive to your house. I am almost finished up with my shower. Hurry up. You can't hurry, good pizza. I'm on my way now, though. So you're at my front door now? How did you know? I knock, but you can't hear me because you're in the shower. So I let myself in and walk inside. I put the pizza down on your coffee table. Are you ready to get nasty, baby? I'm as hot as a pizza oven. Ooh, yeah. I step out of the shower and I'm all wet and cold. Warm me up, baby. So you're still in the bathroom? Yeah, I'm wrapping a towel around myself. I can no longer resist the pizza. I open the box and unzip my pants with my other hand. As I penetrate the gooey cheese, I moan in ecstasy. The mushrooms and Italian sausage are rough, but the sauce is deliciously soothing. I blow my load in seconds. As you leave the bathroom, I exit through the front door. What the fuck? You perverted piece of shit? Fuck. (laughs) But this has to be the last one because it ties to Britney Spears. Okay. 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 So, at this point, I need to let you guys know, Blood Ninja... Too many people recognize his username? Okay. So we had to change it. So this oh, is when he no. changed his username to Eminem, B and J A. Oh, Lord. Okay, ready? Okay, are you ready? I, yeah, I'm ready. I like your music, M. Tee <laughs> Yeah, I make it for the ladies. Mmm, we like it a lot. Let me show you. I take off your pants slowly and massage your muscular physique. Ooh, I like that, baby. I put on my robe and wizard hat. What the fuck? I told you not to message me again. Oh shit! I swear, if you do it one more time, I'm gonna report your ISP and say you were sending me kitty porn. You fuck. Oh shit! Damn, I gotta write your names down or something. <laughs> 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 All right, this has been Question the Cop with Katie and Kelly. Hey, and if you want to send us your own personal spooky story about whatever the fuck you want, go to our website dot Tmpodcast.com or email us at corn the macabre podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we also have a promo video, which is really fun to watch. So Yes! We have a little new show we're coming out with that I'm so stoked for. It's for Patreon content, so please show love and join our Patreon. And, uh, you will be seeing these stupid ass videos we want to make. Yes. Good shit. So, um, that's all I gotta say. Alright, well, keep it creepy, guys. Keep it creepy. Oh, I just realized I never said what the video was. I'm gonna say it really quick. Go for it. And then we'll, then we'll, keep then we'll, it we'll creep- do it creepy-, creepy. And then we'll keep it creepy. We'll do it again. Take two. Basically, heavily inspired by drunk history. We want our friends to tell us, uh, drunk, spooky stories about whatever the fuck they want. And we, and the rest of our friends, are going to reenact that shit. Yes. And I'm so excited, and we've already filmed our first interview with Hunter. And it's going to be great. It's going to be great. All right. Keep it creepy, y'all. Keep it creepy. Music by freestockmusic.com. Music Music by freestockmusic.com. For blog posts showing visuals for each episode, you can find our blog at cotmpodcast.com. If you'd like to help support us and receive discounts and loyalty rewards, become a patron at patreon.com slash quote on the macabre. We record every episode live Wednesdays at 9pm Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash thetigerwizard. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast app or site, please let us know and we'll fix that. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram for updates on episodes, blog posts, and special events. And don't forget, keep it creepy.